Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art. I hope you are having a very merry Christmas celebration. Today's episode is going to be a simple one. I'm going to play the full interview I had with Todd Killian. You heard in our Christmas extravaganza episode a portion of the interview. And here Todd comes by and you get to hear the full interview. Gather around the Christmas fire, turn up the lights on the tree, grab a cup of eggnog, and enjoy our cozy Christmas conversation. We've got a special guest with us today. Now, we all have heroes, uh, unsung heroes, and, and maybe we use that term too lightly, but I'm here with everyone's uh, hero this year, uh, America's mailman, <laughs> Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter podcast. Uh, Todd, thanks for joining me on the Cozy Christmas podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Art. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Now, I, I, I jokingly called you a hero, but... Uh, working in the mail service, I think this year you might have earned that that title. It's been a it's been an interesting year to say the least with the the postal service. I've been at it over fifteen years, and it's been the most eventful year, you know, we've had. So I mean, between between COVID and and an election, yes, <laughs> I yeah. imagine you guys were just kind of swamped. <laughs> yes, yes, we were. Yeah. Well, uh, well, thanks. Thanks again for uh, coming on. And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell some folks about uh, your podcast and who you are and uh, we'll get to know you. Well, uh, like Art said, my name's Todd. I am a uh, father of four. Me and my wife have uh, four young ones that run around and keep life in- interesting. And I work as a postal uh, carrier, a letter carrier. And uh I love Christmas, and after you know, uh, listening to podcasts, being a being a letter carrier, I get a lot of the chance to listen to podcasts all day long because I'm out on the route by myself. So I'll put one earbud in my ear and listen to podcasts. And well, out on my route, you know, just getting to be Christmas season and being a a big Christmas lover, I thought there's got to be podcasts about Christmas, and uh, stumbled across the. Christmas Pass with Brian Earl and then Can't Wait for Christmas with Tim Babb and then the the three at Tis the Podcast. And then like the next Christmas season, Dwayne from Tinsel Tunes came along and and I just ate up all their episodes and then found uh, my Merry Little Christmas Podcast and the Christmas Stocking when he was doing things. Mm-hmm. And about, about that time I started thinking, man, these guys are great, but they're all kind of focused on one specific area of of christmas whether it be history or movies or music and that's that that's perfect i thought should be a podcast that's kind of covers a little bit of everything you know touch on music touch on movies touch on traditions um kind of more of a human i guess it's i guess christmas clatters developed into more of a human interest kind of christmas take and uh start talking with uh messaging Brian Earl about it because he was always real um open about helping people start podcasts especially Christmas podcasts and and with his help uh in May of 2019 I launched Christmas Clatter and been rolling ever since and there's been some segments go by the wayside and some segments you know new ones born but Mm -hmm. we're always changing and trying to to keep everybody entertained 
as best we can with the keeping Christmas hope alive. Oh, it's funny. Our, our paths are quite similar, uh, how we got into podcasts. Um, my, my wife actually got me to listening to them. I, I had, didn't even know what they were. And then, you know, I was finding all of these, these great book and story podcasts, which, you know, that's one of the, the main thrusts of, of, of uh, cozy Christmas. But then I was like, you, I thought there's gotta be a Christmas podcasts out there. And, and I found uh, first, I, I found uh, Christmas stocking and then quickly found Christmas past. Um, but then I was hoping for something all year round and eventually those started coming and yeah, and it, it's, it's great to have in your ear all, all, uh, all, all throughout the year. Uh, and um, then I reached out to Brian as well when I was wanting to start uh, this podcast and, and Todd, I reached out to you too, and you were very, very helpful. So um, I, I, I kind of joke mostly to myself, but to describe my podcast, I, I, it was kind of a, if Christmas Clatter and Christmas Past had a baby podcast, uh, <laughs> here, here's what you get. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, you know, I, I, my, th- like I said, my thrust here is, is to tell stories, the Christmas stories, our, our Christmas memories are to, to talk to people involved in the telling of that story, whether it's um, authors, uh, musicians, um, you know, I, going to leave the movies to the to the professionals <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of movie podcasts out there and you know I, I so i'm wanting to approach it from that angle but uh yeah it, it's such a great community of other christmas podcasters other and listeners too it's it's been really wonderful yeah yeah i like the you know you're right there's a lot of movies out there and i i would say i, I enjoy christmas movies but i keep my movie topics kind of just on the surface mm-hmm because there's so many, but I've found if you would have asked me before I started Christmas clatter, I would have said, I probably like Christmas movies and music about equally, but through the process of doing the podcast and interviewing people that, you know, know about movies and people that know about music, I found myself, I feel like I have better episodes when I talk music and Mm -hmm. I feel that, and I've kind of learned that I really like the music over the movies and that doesn't mean i hate the movies or anything but it's just right. that's just what i prefer and that's kind of where i'm most interested and i've even had people say you know we can really tell when you talk about when you're talking music you have a lot more passion about it and, and so i might lean a little heavier towards music in the you know the coming year not saying i'll be all exclusive music but it just might be slanted more towards music in mm-hmm. than movies but it still be something for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, and I and I know you and I we're we're not disparaging any of the the movie podcasts out no, there. We no, no, we no. love them, love them so much. Yeah, yeah. My some of my best friend, some people that uh, just became podcast buddies, and you know some, you know how it is. Some uh, you know best friends we have around are all on, on the movies, and they're they're great people, and and that's their thing, and uh, you know, and they do it better than I could, so. I'll just let them have it. So that's right. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where you, you want to try to fill a gap in, um, I, I, and I've laughed on before about this and, and joked on my show is that I, I'm a terrible movie reviewer because I, I love it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm that, I'm that way too. You know, I start doing uh album reviews this year 
And there were a few albums I've pla- I planned on reviewing. I even put up on social media. I'm going to review these. And then I listened and I start to type the review and it wasn't, I wasn't that fond of them. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even that fond, but it's like, I don't want to type. I don't want all my reviews to be like good. And then everybody think, well, you only review, you know, you don't really say good things about things when the fact is, is I only review stuff I really enjoy. <laughs> you know yeah so if you don't get a review that's bad news (laughs) so so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to either get over that and be able to you know to to put out a i don't want to say negative review but say hey this wasn't for me but maybe you'll enjoy it kind of thing i think that's really the best way to put it uh you know I don't like to be confrontational at all, but, but to say rather than I don't like this to say it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've had a few music musicians and stuff contact me and, you know, want to be on the podcast and, and so I'll, I'll listen to their music and it's, I'm like, Ooh, I really don't like that, <laughs> that style, but I know somebody does. Um, and unfortunately I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, um, end up having them on usually if, if they're on the podcast I, I honestly really like it but um you know that might be i was kind of crunched for scheduling this year um so next year i might change that up a bit and you know share those things that aren't necessarily for me but might be yeah i understand that i've had a few people contact me and, and their stuff you know i wasn't crazy about but i could tell it was really well done yeah. And so people that do like it would really like it. And that makes it even, that makes it easier for me to get excited. Cause it's like, okay, this, you know, I won't come on the podcast and say this wasn't for me, but I could tell it's really well done, but if it's not well done and it's not for me, that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the two checks that, that, uh, I I'll, you know, I'll right. go with and you know, it, this year has been really crazy cause I've had so many people reach out and that's still here. We are two weeks before Christmas Eve and, and I still having people like trying to get on the podcast and it's like, guys, it's, it's way too late. You know, I am, I'm done with my recordings for the most part. I have a little editing to finish and then I'm scheduling everything and I'm, I'm going to be with the family for Christmas. You know, uh, I've, I've worked this out. So I have, you know, a few weeks without, without the, uh, recording the podcast or doing the editing, which I love to do, but it is time consuming. And as we get closer to the holidays, I don't need to be sitting in front of my computer screen. I need to be at the kitchen table, you know, working puzzles and playing Legos and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I had someone email me just yesterday. I can't even, I didn't. Yeah. And it was like, can I come on the show and do this and that? And I'm just about done. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I had one guy contact me about a book. I don't want to give it away. And I really, really want to talk to him really bad. And his subject matter was fantastic and something I've never heard before, Mm. but it's like, I didn't have it in my scheduling to give him the time I thought he would need to really unpack it. And I said, I said, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I'm not going to just interview you for 10 minutes and be done. It's just too heavy of a topic. So we, uh, we pushed it off. There's uh, some time coming up in the next couple of months that, that would make it hit an appropriate time as well. So we're going to push it off and, and do it then. But 
you know, and I'm starting to tell people now I'm going to do this all year. So if you want to come on in January, I know we're missing the, the, the Christmas deadline, but people will listen to the back catalog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've noticed that too. It's like I, I've put out twice a month all year or yeah. maybe January, February last year I did one, but anyway, I went twice a month for most of the year and then went every week in October and it's like people have just have saved them all up and listened to a whole year's worth within the past few weeks. So, yeah, I, well, I'm going to give them plenty to listen to here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm learning, learning a lot, especially about planning <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and how I don't do it. So <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. I've learned those lessons too. And I still, I like, I know how I should do it, but actually doing it that way is, is trickly. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many, I mean, there's a lot of good Christmas content out there and uh, you know, I get excited about it. I'm like, Oh, I'd love mm -hmm. to t promote you or I'd love to talk about you and mm -hmm. all this. So, well uh, specifically, I, I wanted to have you on today to, um, to talk a bit about the post office. Okay. L like I said, uh, I mean, we, probably a lot of us ordered presents online this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you've seen a, a huge increase in packages and things like that, but I'll just say our, our uh, UPS driver knows us by name now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've been ordering so many things online. So how, how's work been with just all this craziness? The past uh, three or four Christmases, usually We'll start working at the postal service in 05 and everything was real sick, uh, real cyclical, you know, big spike of volume around Christmas. And then it tapers off a little bit till, till we're through tax season, tax season generates lots of mail. And then soon as school's out for the summer, it falls through the floor. It's ridiculous how little mail there is. And then soon as labor day hits, you know, it starts to slow, you know, and school starts slowly picks up. And then once we're into the end of October, it spikes again for the holiday season. And it followed that trend without a fault till about uh, three or four years ago. And then Amazon really, really took off. And so what happens now and what's been happening with post service is we have that spike at Christmas but it never goes down and it just kind of stays. I mean, there's ups and downs through the year, but it's a general steady line of the same volume. And then it spikes a little higher for the next Christmas and stays at that level, you know, cause people just get used to ordering everything. And then this year with the COVID we had, you know, we went up for last Christmas and then it stayed on that level. But as soon as March, April hit, it went up. We were having more parcels through the summer than we did at Christmas the year before. Hmm. And it's never, and it hasn't slacked off any. And then with uh, COVID really, I don't think it's affected the carriers as much because we're not around people as much, mm -hmm. you know, that work at the post service, you know, you get a few hours in the morning, but you're kind of at your own, your own little cubicle area. We call it a case and, you know, getting your mail ready for the day. And, but it's really affected the people that work in the processing centers mm. and they were kind of short staffed anyway, because of 
consolidation of processing and and different things like that. So it's really made a backlog in processing centers, which has really slowed things down. And so it's been an interesting year. And then you had all the election who Bob about mail-in ballots and mm-hmm. the new postmaster general wanting to do the things he wanted to do. I can't really say yeah, <laughs> positive. I can't really say positive or negative things, but the things he wanted to do, it was what it was, but it didn't seem to help very much. And, and, uh, so it's been, a, it's been an interesting year. Uh, you know, a yeah. lot of, a lot of overtime. If you want to work overtime, there's a lot to be had and you can make, make a, you know, more yeah. this year than you, you could any other year with all that overtime. So I remember, uh, you know, as a kid, especially at Christmas time when you'd see the mailman come or, or the mail carrier come and, uh, you know, carrying the big boxes of Chris, you knew there were Christmas presents in it. And, um, boy, we would run to the window or we'd run to the front door, <laughs> you know, yeah. do, do you still see that excitement or do you live around Grinches? <laughs> yeah. You still see that excitement, uh, quite a bit. Um, but a lot of people with tracking and stuff know when things are coming. Sure. So that they know if you have it with them. So, or if they're, they're always asking you questions, you know, about it. And it's like, you know, in fact, this is, this is not a joke. A lot of times when, when letter carriers tell stories, people think, oh, you're joking because nobody's like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, these, these stories are all legit. I, I have one customer come up to me and he's like, I ordered a package yesterday. Uh, do you have it with you? And I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. And he's like, well, he's like, I just ordered it yesterday. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be three or four more days, you know, before you get it. Uh-huh. So, or they'll ask you, you know, I have this package that I'm expecting. Do you know where it's at? You know, I barely know your name. <laughs> I don't think I know where your package is. What you color know? was it again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get all those kind of things, but he's, every once in a while you still see the people that are, are surprised by by an unexpected gift coming in and, sure. and that that's always fun. Now, I, uh, some might have a lot of questions about, you know, letters to Santa Claus and uh-huh. I'm sure you see quite a few of those uh, come through perhaps. Yeah, I have other times my route I have now is a lot of elderly and a lot of businesses. So I don't see them as much as I used to uh, other routes I've been on, but I have had them. And unfortunately my area doesn't have a real big uh, volunteer system for answering those letters but you know being a uh, christmas loving letter carrier i had a special uh special way to get them to santa and made sure that uh, they got answers back and then uh, and then uh, yeah and then i always say that uh, santa always uh put those letters that the kids wrote in envelopes and and got them back to the parents in late january so they could hold on to them. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I never, I don't think I ever wrote a letter to Santa, which is terrible. Uh, but I would write letters to my, uh, to my grandma and grandpa in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. We, mm-hmm. we, we kind of left and called them the, uh, the St. Louis Santa. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, sometimes we'd get a, a present and it would say from the St. Louis Santa Claus, you know, my uh, my grandpa would play Santa Claus. He would go to, uh, uh, well, his their friends owned a bookstore, so he'd play Santa for the bookstore. He'd go to some schools and be Santa. So he had the 
the beard and the physique for it too. So, oh, nice. I'm nice. hoping to follow in his footsteps here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when he when he passed away, um, and my grandma had already passed away. It was I think in 2012. You know, we were helping clean out the house and. He had saved in his desk all the letters we wrote to them throughout the years. So I I have, you know, all these Christmas letters and birthday letters and things I would write them. And and he had them saved. Each each grandkid had a little cubby hole on his desk and he put mm, the letters in there. So oh, that's um, great. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. they can get back your letters or, or yeah. Santa's letters got back to uh to the parents. That's yeah. Those are things that will mean something. Yeah. Uh, we, someday. Yeah. At our house, we have this little metal mailbox, and it's uh, designed to kind of look like a gingerbread house mailbox kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a like a drop box, not a mailbox in your house, but like one of the blue drop boxes you'd you'd see in front of a store or something. And uh, our two youngest drop letters in there uh, to Santa because I told them that's a special way to get them to Santa, and and they disappear and and uh, get replies back. So. Oh, that's neat. Well, I guess working for the post office has its perks, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get a, you get a direct uh, magical mailbox to Santa when you work for them. They they issue you that uh, after your ninety days is up. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds good. I might have to <laughs> might have to get a job. I need to talk to Santa. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Let's see. Now you're uh, you're down in southern Missouri. Is yep, that right? South, yep, southeast corner of Missouri. The town I'm in is Scott City. It's a tiny town, about forty two hundred people. The the closest what I we'd call big city is Cape Girardeau. It's only about forty thousand people or so. But uh, we mm-hmm. are right on the Mississippi River, halfway between St. Louis and Memphis. Okay, and uh, it's about one hundred and fifty miles south of St. Louis. What kind of weather do you guys get down there? Because we might be your way over Christmas break. So. Um, <laughs> well, it really depends on which way the wind's blowing. Okay, I tell people this: where we live at, we are too far north for a mild winter, and too far south for a mild summer. Okay. I've had, I've had Christmases where it's been like twenty degrees and snow on the ground. And I've had Christmases where it's been pushing 70 degrees. Mm. We just never know. Like today, it's sunny and 62. Okay. You yeah. Know, so it's pretty nice. And, yeah. uh, but here a few weeks ago, you know, our, we topped out at like 29 degrees. Yeah. So it's, huh. uh, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, that actually sounds a lot like our area. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, Technically southern Iowa, I guess, mm-hmm. but boy, it just feels like it's warmer than it I remember yeah. <laughs> remember the Midwest should be. <laughs> well, and we'll but, get we'll get snow, but the thing we get more than anything is ice, just pure pure ice, and then that stuff's possible to deal with. We're in, I'm in a town of about seven eight hundred people, so pretty mm-hmm. small, mostly elderly, retired, and yeah, mm-hmm. when the ice comes, nobody leaves i mean mm-hmm. you know they, as many have said if i if i fall on ice i'm not getting up again <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just leave me down <laughs> it's ridiculous I'd, i'll take the snow any any day over the ice at least snow you can move it so <laughs> now you have a, a family how many kids did you say you had we have four kids four kids okay yeah 17 16 12 and 8 nice yeah i've so. i've got my oldest is turning 18 um this week so yeah, I'm trying not to 
being an emotional wreck and yeah. failing. <laughs> our our three oldest will have their birthdays in March and April, so sure. They're not long they're not long at those ages. So Yeah, you know, he's looking at colleges and all this mm-hmm. and it's like uh, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I I think my oldest one, she's talking about going to like uh be an EMT or something like that and mm-hmm. and then uh my oldest son, who's a junior, he is, he's going to be an auto mechanic of some kind. I just, mm. he hasn't decided if he wants to be a diesel mechanic, auto mechanic, high performance mechanic. I, I don't know. Mm. He just likes it all so much and he's really good at it already. And, and so yeah. he's just trying to figure that out. Yeah. Those, those trade jobs can pay pretty well. I've heard. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. He really likes it. And then my youngest boy, he's 12. He's uh He's all into police and military and stuff. And he told me the other day, he said he wants to be a bounty hunter so he can make tens or double digits of the year is what he told me. And I said, oh, double digits a year. So you're going to make tens of dollars a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Double digits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, being around kids, especially at Christmas, really, really can enhance the joy of the season. Oh, yeah. Like you were saying, you know, uh, can have time to do a puzzle, play with the Legos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a great time to kind of unwind with the kids. Yeah, it is. I remember Christmases before there were kids around. It's like you know, I was in my mid late twenties and didn't have any kids, and I still loved Christmas, but it was it just wasn't the same, mm-hmm. you know. And I tried to make it as much the same, and then when the, the first kid came around, it was like all the magic was instantly restored, you know. And yeah, and it's just it just. You know, there's just a certain magic about kids in Christmas time. Uh, yeah. Um, when we were first married, you know, just my wife and I, and I, and I, I mean, I was still pretty excited about Christmas because I think I've had a Christmas podcaster inside of me all this time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we were kind of joking about how it was just the two of us and we didn't have any kids. And um, I don't think we had any family. Uh, yeah, I don't think we even went to any family at the time. But um, so she got a picture of me. Like I was pretending to sleep underneath the tree, you know, <laughs> in my Christmas pajamas. And, you know, I put a big goofy smile on my face and I, I'm sure I've got that picture still somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully it won't show up on the internet anytime soon, but. <laughs> uh, send me a copy of that. When you find it, I'll ensure it does not end up in the internet art. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I I'll, I'll, I'll trust you as a, as a, <laughs> as a government employee. I'm sure yeah. your, your word is trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll only share it with Tom and Anthony. I promise. That's oh, okay. All. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hmm. I've, <laughs> I've said some bad things about New York lately, so maybe. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we just make it fun. But then uh, our first kid comes along. You know, he was born December twelfth, mm-hmm. and so that Christmas, it, it was fun. We got to, you know, we had all the cute little Christmas outfits for him and stuff. But then within about a year or two, when he's really getting. Mm-hmm. like hey this there's something about this day that's fun and then you go through all the stages where you get to show them the movies you liked and mm-hmm. and you find new ones that you enjoy together and oh man there's nothing like it my kids always like christmas but my youngest one is really crazy over it more more than the other ones and so that's that's a lot of fun to see her yeah i was gonna uh, say didn't you say she uh she has a tree in her room all year or does she wanted one or she she wanted one but uh she wanted one, but we made her take it, take it down. And, uh, but we did leave yeah. some Christmas decorations in there for her. And we're like, you know, if it stays up all year, it won't be special when it comes, you know, 
when it when yeah. I put it up. So yeah, that's just a lie people tell you. No, <laughs> uh, this this one you see behind me has been up since February, and I still love it. So it's well, probably it, it's really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, how come dad gets to have one up all year round? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell him it's, it's it's for my podcast. I have to have it up for my podcast. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you do you guys have any exciting plans for Christmas this year, or have they been canceled? No, our Christmases are pretty small. It's just kind of me and the kids, and uh, my mother-in-law, and my parents. You know, mm-hmm. and. We'll get together at my mom and dad's house and have Christmas. And then uh, Christmas morning, they'll come over here for Christmas breakfast. And then we'll do uh, Christmas with the kids and then kind of take a you know break and play all day Christmas and then kind of get back together to eat what was ever left over from Christmas Eve and uh, my mom and dad's. But that's usually how they go. Nothing super fancy or, or anything. But I think, uh, you know, there's, since there's just us that are close we will still be able to do that my in-laws uh you know they just moved down to southern missouri uh, they used to live in omaha so they would come over a lot for christmas mm-hmm. and you know this year is probably not happening unless you know santa might be working on a special present there if, hopefully if nobody's yeah. listening <laughs> none of my yeah. kids are listening <laughs> but uh but usually you know you know they come over and and it's just simple it's relaxed there's mm-hmm we have a nice meal, but even that it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it's very low key. Yeah. And yeah, what we say is, you know, if we can't do it in our pajamas then we're not doing it today. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, our bigger family events seem to always get planned like a week or two before Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, but we always reserve Christmas Eve and Christmas to be more immediate type of family. And uh, that wasn't on purpose. It's just kind of how things ended up. And I really like that because I remember as a kid, it was Christmas Eve. We'd be at my mom's parents' house and then we'd do a little Christmas Eve at, you know, with mom and dad and then get up Christmas morning and Santa Claus had came. But then we was rushing out to go to my dad's parents' house for Christmas dinner. And then you getting back late in the afternoon. It was like just two days of rush, rush, rush. And it's like now, you know, I only live three or four blocks from my parents' house, you know? So it's, uh, you know, it's just the day, you know, we're back and forth between the two houses, but you know, it's only, it only takes like two minutes to drive over there. And, yeah. uh, and if it's real nice, you, you can walk, you know, within like five minutes, you know, it's just a lot low, like you said, lower key, you know, probably leave our, you know, pajamas on and not even comb our hair and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and just, uh, enjoy it. And by by Christmas, we're done watching TV and movies and stuff. So it's just, we'll just put on the Christmas music and, mm-hmm. and talk and play games and, you know, and, and I'm actually looking forward to this year because I have for first time in a long time, I have the week after Christmas off. So, oh, nice. So, um, uh, so I'll get to just kind of decompress and enjoy that, that week. I always lo- really love that week between, Christmas and New Year's for some reason. I know it's Christmas is technically over, but for some reason I just always enjoyed that week. It's kind of a week of reset and and kind of enjoying Chris, still enjoying Christmas, but uh, looking forward to the new year and just to, you know, the kids are always out of school and it's just a 
I don't know. I don't know what it's hard to put into words, but I just always enjoyed that week for whatever reason. I, I've had that week off at one job, especially for uh, quite a few years. And it's so nice it just mm-hmm. to have cr- Christmas, New Year's, doesn't matter what day it falls on. I'm going right. to have the whole week off. And boy, it's the best way to start a new year. <laughs> it, it, it really is. And, and the way it works out with my days off and stuff, it's like, uh, you know, as soon as I'm done working on Christmas Eve, it's like I'm not going back until the 6th of January. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, so nice. <laughs> and uh, I remember as a kid, I worked at our local uh, Burger King going, you know, late in mm-hmm. high school, going to college and stuff. And uh, they would always, you know, everybody would want to be off Christmas Eve, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my manager back then, you know, I was 18, 19 years old. I said, I'll work Christmas Eve. Just give me the day after Christmas off because they were always closed Christmas day. And she would happily do that because nobody wanted to work Christmas Eve, but there's plenty of people that work, work the day after. Well, the tricky thing about it was, is they closed at two in the afternoon on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'd get up and work Christmas Eve and still have plenty of time to, go to family events and and things. I might miss a lunch with the family, but by the time I got there, everybody was pretty much still there. Mm -hmm. So I just was eating later and, and then, uh, you know, have Christmas and then just have that day off afterwards to just kind of unwind from it all. And, uh, well, and then people look at you at like the hero, like, man, Todd, Todd covered me on Christmas Eve. What a, what a guy. (laughs) Yep. Yep. What a guy. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that feeling of getting up, going to work the day after Christmas. It's just, uh, yeah. And nothing, nothing like that Christmas night. You know, that scene in the Christmas story when Christmas is over and the mom and dad sitting on the couch and watch looking at the tree and stuff. And it's real peaceful. It's like, yeah, I love those moments, you know, at the end of Christmas. And, but then to have that nagging, you got to get and go to work in the morning and the back of your head is just, it just <laughs> ruins it every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always like the, the part in uh Christmas Carol where, um, you know, after, after the, near the end of the story, when um, Bob Cratchit is late to work the next day and, you know, Scrooge is waiting for him and, mm-hmm. you know, he comes in and says, you know, I'm sorry, I was making rather merry yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, could you talk a little bit about your uh, cookie day tradition? I think it's kind of a neat thing you guys do. Yeah. Um, we're having cookie day this year. It's going to be on the 11th of December, which is a record this be tomorrow. I'm not sure mm-hmm. exactly what it's going to look like with the COVID stuff. We've we mm-hmm. got some ideas and, you know, to make it safer for everybody, but this is 20, 25th year we've been doing it. And the way it started was I was, I guess it was Christmas of 1995, which seems like it was only like about 10 years ago instead of 25. Um, but uh, it was my first uh, Christmas. I you know finished my first semester of college, and I was at home, and Mom was doing some Christmas baking, some cookies, and I always just kind of sit in the kitchen and you know, since I was a kid, mom mm-hmm. be baking. I was in the kitchen waiting and, uh, and, uh, my sister was home and, uh, she called down to the church. Uh, we had a youth pastor named Dave at the time with the church we were at and said, uh, asked Dave, he says, mom's making cookies for Christmas. Uh, do you want some? He's like, your mom's making cookies. I'll be, I'll be up. 
<laughs> so he came to the house and the four of us just sit around where mom was baking cookies and we ate cookies and we just chatted and laughed and just had a good time with each other. Such a good time. We're like, we need to do this next year. So the next year we rolled around and did the same thing, but there was, you know, one or two extra people. And from then on, it kind of snowballed into uh, what it is today where um, it's just open house. My, my mom and dad uh, been, uh, my dad was blessed to, with a good work ethic and a, and a good job. And, mm-hmm. and she put up, you know, she puts up multiple Christmas trees this year. She's got 25 trees up in her house mm. and, uh, and we bake all these cookies and just have this open house. And it's just a time for people to escape the, regular hustle and bustle of Christmas and uh, enjoy some good uh, homemade Christmas cookies and either a cup of coffee or hot apple cider, or just have a time to sit and chat and, and uh, kind of unwind and decompress a little bit, you know, right, right before uh, Christmas. And mm-hmm. now uh, used to be, it was just a few different kinds of cookies and we've exploded that this year. There's going to be 26 different kinds of cookies and there's usually about four, 5,000 individual cookies total, you know, that, that get baked. So, wow. Yeah. So tomorrow, huh? I think I can just make it. <laughs> you, you can make it, you can make it for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, but uh, you'll no. definitely have to cut, you'll definitely have to make it down for one. It's, it's a good time. And I'm not sure how it's going to look this year. Like I said, we're, we're, we're thinking of some different ways to do things and, and uh, keep everybody Get everybody some cookies, but keep keep the people uh, as safe as possible. At Cookie Day, we usually see about 150 people come through, but that's within like a nine or ten hour period. Mm, so sure. let's say if it's ten hours, it's about 15 people per hour. I mean, it's it's not that consistent, but Mom and Dad's place is big enough we can separate everybody out, and we're just probably just gonna have to limit how many come through at a time. And we're going to, st- usually the cookies are out on platters. You just kind of grab what you want. But this year, I think we'll be serving them mm-hmm. instead and uh, and just making sure everybody's staying staying away. And, and you know, we, we don't want to turn anybody away, but, you know, we'll be asking people if they've been sick or anything and have to rely on that. And, yeah. Well, you know, I, I it's obviously important to keep people yeah. Right. Safe. And yeah, we're making deliveries to the, the, there's some elderly people I like to come, but we told them to stay home and we'll be delivering them cookies okay. in the morning. You know, I know they'll yeah. miss out on hanging out with everybody, but they just, it's not worth yeah. it. You know, yeah. well, let me uh, give you my address here. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we got plenty of <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, no. Um, so your mom has 25 trees. Uh huh. I mean, how many do you have up now? Has she outpaced you? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's always outpaced me. She's got more room than me. I think we have, I guess we have 10 up this year is what we have. Wow. That's ca- that's counting the one behind me that stays up. So Sure. Yeah. You know, well, each, of the ki- each of the kids have one in their room. We have one in our room. There's one in the dining room, a small one in the kitchen, then our big tree in the living room, and then there's one in the in our entryway that this year that's a new one so yeah we have we have just the one and i i've i've joke i feel like i'm an inferior christmas podcaster <laughs> I've, I've only got the one 
Uh, but we don't really have room for much more than that. So. Right. <laughs> well, see, I, I used to be of this mindset that it's like I would put the biggest tree I could in that spot. Yeah. Even if it like took up way too much room. And then this year I realized the the um, value of having a tree that fits that spot, like a pencil tree or something. It's mm-hmm. like I can have more trees and they take up less room and there doesn't take near as many ornaments to get them decorated really nice you know and mm-hmm. so so it's like you know sticking up these little they're not little trees you know like tiny ones but yeah you know they're not the big full mon, you know monster one like in our in our living room so yeah we have in our living room we have a big tree and uh-huh. it, it's a i think it's about seven foot tall uh-huh. and really full and and my wife got it off of craigslist um back 10 years ago, maybe it, uh-huh. a college student had owned it in one year. And, and she said, you know, I, we don't really, I don't need this anymore. It was in our dorm. So we're just mm-hmm. giving it away. So she bought it for 30 bucks, I think. And it was one of those trees you can get up like Menards or Hobby Lobby, you know, that uh-huh. are six, seven, $800. And right. so we made it, we had a good deal. Oh yeah. But now the house we live in, I mean, our living room is kind of small, so it really mm-hmm. fills up the living room. And, and so I think, my wife is happy if we can get it down as soon as, <laughs> as yeah. soon as we can. But uh, we we have some fun debating on when the tree comes down. But anyway, it, it's starting to look pretty threadbare and like I think it's it's had its uses now. And so we almost went and got a smaller tree this year. Uh-huh. Uh, but we thought, well, let's just let's try to make it last at least one more year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab one of those trees the day after Christmas. That oh yeah, sale. That's that's the way to go. Yeah, we put a new, we got a new tree for our living room this year. It's not as big as our old tree, but our old tree was so tall we couldn't really get a topper on it that we liked because it was too close to the ceiling. <laughs> so we bought one that fit the living room a little bit better. Better. It's a still a bigger tree, but it was kind of nice to get it so full of ornaments and you know, yeah, using less ornaments instead of like putting up ornaments so that. Uh, we didn't really like anymore or, or cared about it anymore and uh, just to have you know all the bare spots covered right so right yeah when, when we first got married we had a we had a cheap walmart tree and it said it was six foot but like the one foot of it was the bottom and the other foot was the top <laughs> the, strand the, the, one yeah that one yeah. branch that sticks straight up yeah yeah, yeah. What you're talking about <laughs> yeah so it was like a four foot tree <laughs> two yeah. green sticks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know exactly uh, what you're talking about that, that's that's hilarious we made it work though I, and uh we, we actually have one ornament we hang up it's it's actually a it's a keychain of uh bugs bunny uh-huh. i don't even think it, maybe he has a christmas hat on i'm not even sure but that that's for us to remember, you know, when we first were married, we hardly had any ornaments. We hardly had, you know, you know, anything. And so we're like, oh, our tree looks already sparse and bare. So we were finding anything we could to hang on the tree. And, and so that was one of the ones we put up there. And so now we, we just hold on to that. So every year uh, we don't really have a theme tree at all. We just, yeah, we've collected ornaments and things throughout the years and in our travels and stuff. And so it becomes like a scrapbook. Yeah. Our tree in the living rooms like that, it's more of a scrapbook of the family and, and stuff, but then all the other trees have a, have a theme to them. Kind of nice, but the main tree, I, you know, I don't mind a theme tree, but I like the main tree to be like the hodgepodge of everything that seems to be more fitting for us. 
with our my oldest since he was born in December, they gave us an ornament. The hospital did. It was just a uh, like a white, I think, fabric of some kind, and they took a um, an ink print of his foot. So it's a footprint on, uh-huh. on the ornament. A really meaningful ornament. So just about every year when my wife gets it out, she cries, you know, yeah, uh, because it's a tiny little foot. And now his foot is this huge, you know, I don't know what size he wears now, but uh, we, we were joking this year that we should uh, remake that ornament with his foot. Now <laughs> we need like a beach ball or something. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give out a secret. I am, I always, me and my mom always gag gift each other and it started years ago when i was mm-hmm. a teenager and this year you know those little hand those handprint ornaments yes that kids give i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna make her one of those and <laughs> uh and i'll put my name and age 43 on there and uh <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i just gotta find the handprint thing that's big enough for my for my hand now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, I bet that'll that'll go over well. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, man, I, we probably shouldn't talk all day long here, but <laughs> oh, doesn't bother me, Hart. We, I, I can yeah. say or talk Christmas all day. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I always like to uh, end with sharing a, a memory or two of of a favorite Christmas memory. Um, I know you've got a ton, as, as do yeah. I. Um, is there one that is really just special to you? I'll share a memory that I haven't shared before on my podcast here on you got yours. a scoop so going a, on, yeah. <laughs> a memory exclusive. Well, like I, like I just said, it's more of a fun memory than than anything. But uh, you know, I, I just said that me and my mom prank each other a lot, and and when I was uh, sixteen or seventeen years old, I was driving, so. There was this friend of mine, you know, we were, we were dating at, at the time that collected these uh, dishes. And so I had bought her some stuff for her dish dishes collection, included uh, canister sets, mm-hmm. you know, those little things, you put the flour and sugar and coffee in. And my mom had saw those boxes, I guess, in my room. And she came up to me real serious, real serious. She's like, um, you didn't buy those canister sets for me, did you? And uh, I said, no, I said, therefore, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I tell her who there's for. She goes, oh, she goes, she was so relieved. She goes, oh, good. She said, uh, I uh, <laughs> I hate canister sets. <laughs> and so I worked for a vending company at the time, and we drove all over the area mm-hmm. stocking vending machines and soda machines and all that stuff. And uh, the lady I worked with mm-hmm. was the owner. She was the one that rode around with me because she liked me. And uh, she always wanted to stop at these antique stores i guess you call them but to me they yeah. were junk stores at the time i was at that age where i still thought it was all junk and this one this one we'd like to stop at had a basement where like all the really junky stuff was so i was just down there and found these old metal canister sets they were dark deep brown with yellow and orange flowers on them kind of rusty they still had like coffee and flour in them and they stunk and so i bought them because they were only mm-hmm. a few dollars and gave them to my mom that year for christmas <laughs> And, you know, of course we all had a gag, but then, uh, <laughs> the next Christmas I got them back for a Christmas present. And so three Christmases later, I have these, uh, canisters are still being passed around. I'm not great at wrapping presents when my mom is excellent at it. So I made sure I, w- I wasn't living at the house at the time anymore, but I still had the canisters. So I, so I, I made sure mom wasn't home and I went in her house and stole a roll of her wrapping paper. Took them back to my place and probably spent an hour wrapping these canisters up in a box. And 
wrapped them nicely. And then on Christmas Eve, I knew my mom was at her parents' house doing Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So I snuck over there before I went there to my grandparents' house and went in mom and dad's and found a present that my mom had labeled to my sister. And I took a knife and cut the label off and put it on those canisters and then put a blank label over the little tour paper uh -huh. that, you know, cause I couldn't get off per perfectly. When we uh, were up and unwrapping gifts later at mom and dad's, you know, mom came across this box that didn't have a name on it. And she's like, she's like, I forgot to fill out the label. She goes, she kind of shook it a little bit. She goes, I think this is for you, Dana. Mm -hmm. Hands it to my sister. And of course it was, you know, because she knew. And then without even thinking, she grabbed the box of canisters <laughs> and handed them to my sister. And my sister unwrapped them. And so ensued the debate of who, you know, my mom couldn't convince my sister that she didn't give the give her the canisters. And my mom oh, swore wow. she knew nothing about it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was just sitting there playing both sides, you know, in the evening. So oh. <laughs> that tends to be how it is around, around our house sometimes, but it, you know, we play that long game like that sometimes, but it was, it was great. Cause, uh, you know, I sat there, you know, rallying my sister up about it. I can't believe mom, yeah. you know, not in a minute she did it. It's her tag on, you know, on their handwriting and all this stuff. And yeah. mom's like, I had nothing to do with it. You know, swearing. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Know. My, uh, my wife and her sister and her mom, they had this prank where they would give each other, uh, a rubber rat and not at Christmas, just throughout the year, you know, they it would appear uh -huh. in, you know, in their lunchbox at school or, or in the, in the fridge or whatever. And I guess then one year, um, I think it was uh -huh. her sister, her mom put it in her thermos for school and she opened it up to, to drink and there's this rat staring at her and she completely forgot. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm getting the story wrong now, but uh, anyway, she starts crying like, cause it startled her, you know, and, and she starts crying and her teacher was like trying to figure out what was wrong. And she's like, my mom put this rubber rat in my drink, you know, <laughs> And the teacher's thinking that this this mom is probably the worst mother on planet Earth, <laughs> and not realizing the family joke. But <laughs> yeah, uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah. Usually, uh, when when my siblings oh, and I funny. play jokes on each other, something blew up. So <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about those. But yeah. no, <laughs> uh, th there is uh, one kind of a fun story. My my sister uh, when she was real little wanted to give us her brothers a, a present you know and, and she i mean she was maybe four or five and didn't really have a lot and it was it just really meant you know the word i just really want to give something to my brothers so so she got uh she had a couple little pennies and she wrapped up a penny and just a tiny little christmas present and i think put it in my stocking and so christmas morning you know i'm seven or eight years old and i unwrap everything and find this penny and and unwrap it and i'm like what is this who gave me a penny you know this is dumb you know how insensitive uh, us little boys can be and mm -hmm. anyway i i uh she told me well i just wanted to yeah. give you something special you know and, and was upset about that and so every year she kept giving me a penny and and even now as an adult she'll send me a christmas card with a with a little penny wrapped up in it so it's kind of become a, a neat tradition but my last christmas at home before i i left for college uh she had this little box, you know, as a, a Christmas gift. And I had no idea what it was like. I got really good at being able to tell what was in a present 
but this, I, I, it was heavy, you know, I shake it and yeah. it made like a, a swishing noise and boy, I couldn't figure it out. It was about the size of a tea, tea box. So finally on Christmas day, I, you know, when we unwrapped it, I opened it up and the, and the box split open and out comes like 500 pennies all individually wrapped. <laughs> oh, and she wanted to to do that it's just kind of a, a last you know a last christmas present before i went to college and uh it she had a friend i guess uh-huh. spent about a month wrapping these individually wrapped pennies oh, um, i think last I year she so. um Whew. yeah last year she sent me another similar present um just to kind of cheer me up we'd had a rough year last year and uh, i still have some unwrapped but <laughs> it's just become kind of a uh not even a joke but just a, a sweet way to remember that hey i care for you i'm thinking of you and um yeah you know i hope you're having a merry christmas kind of yeah. kind of thing so um yeah. well awesome. well todd thank you for uh spending time with me this morning uh, chatting about christmas i know it's i know it's uh, a terrible topic you don't like talking about but <laughs> well I, I find a way i find a way uh, you and your family, I hope you guys have a have a Merry Christmas. Yes, have a Merry Christmas, Art. And uh, to uh, again, all of our listeners, too, uh, this, uh, I know both Todd and I are hoping you all are safe and have a, a very Merry Christmas. We should probably not sing a carol or anything. We don't want to <laughs> frighten our listeners yeah, away. <laughs> yeah. All right, Todd, take care. Take care. Merry Christmas. It was so fun to talk to Todd today. Again, I know Todd is having a wonderful time this week with his family. I hope you all are having finding ways to continue the celebration of Christmas throughout this week. Stay tuned for another episode coming sometime sometime around the first of the year. Um, I'm on vacation with my family right now, so I'm wanting to get a few more episodes out before January 6th. Um, but we'll we'll see what I can manage. As always, if you'd like to uh, support the show, you can go to ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com backslash cozy Christmas. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help the show out. Until we can meet again, be kind to each other and share your stories. And remember, there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas.